0: This episode has been brought to you by Varsity TV, the official live streaming home of the summit, April 27th through the 30th, and the D2 Summit May 5th through the 7th. Mama, I made it. Jenny, hit the music. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Marcus. Marcus, where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. 5678, let's get Started. Turn it up and tune it into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Lockett. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know what always talking. So listen up, you boy, I got to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 106 not sure if there's gonna be a 107 but thank you for joining we have a great episode for you guys today and we pretty much just talk about the news that the USASF has released their own score sheet I give my thoughts on the current score sheet it's pros and cons and then I talk about my predictions for this new one. However, literally as soon as we were done recording, the news was released that Varsity will be using their own score sheet, so next week we'll be talking about the score sheet again. However, before we get started, if you are new, welcome to the show. New episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and on TikTok, where we're having a ton of fun over there as well. Jason C. Larkins on TikTok, and let's talk cheer podcast on Instagram shout out to my mother Sheila Claire Sarah Robin Adriana Chanel Tamara myself my not so mysterious supporter Heather Peterson of flip side Pablo representing for all the cheer dads out there our mate Michelle Mike the lean mean coaching machine Heidi Adam and our two newest supporters Jasmine and Casey if you want to help support the podcast financially there is a link in the show notes and you can donate for as little as 99 cents a month But the best way to support the show is to share this podcast with your people. Share it on your team Facebook page. Share it on a coach's Facebook page. Share it on your parent Facebook page. All of these places are acceptable and they will love you for it or you can share it on your Instagram and by sharing it on your Instagram you are entered to win a free coaches training with me party people now is your time you the other coaches at your gym or you and the other parents at your gym get together decide that you're going to share consistently and I'm telling you that is the best way to to win all you have to do is take a screenshot of an episode of the podcast post that on your instagram story and tag our instagram in the post that is it share the podcast on your story tag the let's talk to your podcast in the post and you are entered to win the more shares the more entries someone is going to win why not you the next winner will be announced in episode 110 I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all you parent listeners. Don't be less when you can be more. B. (laughs) What up, B? It is one of those episodes where um, I'm going to go off a little bit later. We'll talk a little bit right now. We'll make it happen. But anyway, before we get to that, how's life, B? What's going on?
1: Well, it's life. We had our last Rosedale Middle School cheer competition yesterday. Didn't get home till late. Trying to set all this new swaggy stuff up for the podcast this morning, and I'm like, "Uh, this isn't gonna work." So, um, I'm definitely recording yeah. in my one of my daughter's bedrooms using her computer. So, hey, we make it work. It, it it's how it's how it goes.
0: There we go. Good stuff. Had the last comp yesterday, the Jams event. That was cool. Rosedale absolutely crushed it. They looked so good yesterday. I was so impressed. I think that's the first time I've watched them live this year. I've watched, I did a video review for them before they went to Nationals, to Jams Nationals. I did a video review for them. So I got to see the routine then. But watching them live, they were really good. I'm so, I so. I knew they are going to, I mean, they win every time they go out. But it was really impressive to watch them live. Cool to see the girls do things that I don't typically see them do, or I haven't seen in a while. Uh, I don't know who's flying, but you know, one of the girls is flying in the routine, and I was like, Hey, and she's at the pyramid and everything. So that was really cool. It was just cool to, to watch the girls. Yeah, it's just good stuff. Anything else we need to talk <laughs> about before I go off?
1: <laughs> oh, I did ask, I text for nobody knows but me and you. I text Jason yesterday, and I was like, We need to have a segment that's like Jason bunks or debunks all these things that I hear, you know, around our town and our gym. And he's like, Girl, we ain't got no time for that. hmm.
0: there's not enough time (laughs) there's just not enough time for that there's so many things you like jason i heard this about about this or like there's a new rumor every yeah. single day so but i thought about it after i was like no we could do it we did like you know if it was a segment and you know it's just hey jason i heard this rumor like let me know if it's true or not and uh you know most of the time i'm like that's not true or i can at least tell you where the rumor came from like that's where this came from i have no idea how it went from a to z but no only that part of that rumor is anything remotely true and yeah you know how rumors are but i wanted to i wanted to start off here. And I know we usually, you know, the industry, we do such a good job at being so mad at Varsity and and just everything that Varsity does, right? Varsity does something. Guys, for those on the live recording, check out tomorrow's episode. But those who are listening to this on their normal Tuesday, you guys already know who our guests were last week. But we were talking, I said something about, you know, anytime something goes wrong in the industry, everyone just blames Varsity, right? Like if, if we're in economic recession, you know, it's Varsity's fault. But but I wanted to bring up something, you know, one thing Varsity is doing well, and I have not seen anyone come close to replacement for it is Varsity TV. I haven't seen anyone come close to replacement or try to duplicate what Varsity TV does. Right. And for the all oh, you guys know, what Varsity TV is, but, you know, where we can stream all the routines. Right. Every time we go and compete at a Varsity event, they have it logged and we can go watch. I can watch Junior Blue from three years ago. I can watch Junior Blue from, you know, Nashville, day one, day two, whatever the case may be. And it has made life significantly easier having, you know, varsity TV at our disposal. You know, like this is very typical. Well, we had a competition, right? I'll just use Junior Blue again. I'm with Junior Blue in the warm-up room and we're competing against whoever we're competing against. Like the team, like I know we that's going to be like our toughest competition. And they are several teams ahead of us and I'll talk to like Bailey and be like, hey, Bailey, log on to Varsity, go to Varsity TV, check out that team, let me know if they hit or not. And she'll go, she'll watch the routine and she'll come back to me. I'm like, Jason, you know, they hit. Okay, awesome. Or so, hey, no, 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 they crashed, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I can have a, a peace of mind, like knowing what we need to do To prepare the team just in case there's any like last, last, last minute adjustments we need to make. Or what's great is the team goes out, senior black hits, they hit the routine. But when you watch the routine from up front, up close and personal, there's like all these things that you can't necessarily see. Like I'm always looking for that one stunt group. Like we all have that one stunt group that is, you know, hit or miss, or they struggled in the warm-up room. So we, you know, have a special eye on them during the actual live performance, but we don't actually watch the entire routine, or there's like one kid I know I need to cheer for to make sure she lands on her feet. And so, but we're not like fully engaged in the whole routine and see the routine the way the judges see it. And so, you know, we'll go watch the routine live. Yeah, they they hit, but how did the routine actually look? You know, we're done and I can go log on, go to Varsity TV and then actually look at the routine and go, okay, like this is the way the judges saw it. I can actually critique the routine the real way. So just shout out to Varsity TV. And, you know, we're heading to Summit here pretty soon. So if you want to watch our teams slay it, Go ahead and watch us on VarsityTV.com. You know, make it happen. April 27th through the 30th. So, um, B, we're live right now. So if you want to stream Varsity, T- if you want to stream the Summit live, go to Varsity.com. TV.Varsity. All that good stuff. And then we'll make it happen. But B, we're live right now. Yeah. On IG. If you guys have questions, go ahead, put them in the chat. We'll try to answer your questions. But some big news came out over the weekend. So we're going to dive into all of that big news that happened over the weekend after we get back from our first break. Sound good, B? Yeah, sounds great. All right, let's make it happen. Catch the Summit and the D2 Summit on Varsity TV, the official live streaming home, April 27th through the 30th and May 5th through the 7th. All right, B, so we're back over the weekend. So this, I'm gonna tell you from my perspective how things happen. I'm getting ready for the banquet. It was the prep banquet. I'm getting ready for prep banquet. We had prep banquet on Friday, elite banquet on Saturday, getting ready for it. And I just checked my email, right? I, I compulsively check my email all day long. And there's a email from the USASF. And I'm kind of looking at it, and it says like something like you know USASF new score sheet, which struck me as odd because the USASF and it's like industry score sheet or something like that, which struck me as odd because USASF usually has the score sheet for worlds. And I was like, industry score sheet USASF, like what is this? So I open it up, and it's talking about how USASF is going to have its own score sheet moving forward for event producers to use. Now, what it did not clarify, and I have not seen clarification on this yet as of this recording, it did not clarify well varsity has not clarified if they will be using the usasf score sheet and usasf did not mandate or didn't say in that email that they're going to mandate that all usasf event producers use their score sheet it said you know for event producers who want to use it they'll be able to use it or they can use their own i would assume that varsity would be using it since they are the biggest participator in you know, USASF events. But I'm under the assumption that that the Varsity is going to be using it, even though I haven't seen that anywhere. So I see that coming out. And so immediately I go on to Facebook and go on to ASGA. I talk about ASGA all of the time. Oh, real quick. For those of you guys, um, I know a lot of you guys have listened to the Shay episode, Shay Crawford, and he has the All Star tumbling page. And a lot of you guys DM me and go, hey, I can't find the page anywhere. If you want to join the page, you have to be friends with Shay. So request Shay Crawford on Facebook and then DM him. Let him know, hey, I want to join the, the All Star page, and he'll put you in the All Star page. Anyway, by going to ASGA, just to see what people are talking about. And as soon as I get on, there's already 50 comments on whoever started the post. And so I kind of read through them. And then after the banquet's done, I get on again and it's gone from 50 comments to hundred comments, right? And then later that night, you know, at 125, I haven't checked in a few days now, but who knows, it's probably 300 comments by now. And I will say this, some of you coaches and you owners deserve the families and parents you have in your gym. You really do. Because all you do is complain, (laughs) complain, complain, and you complain about, you get on ASGA and complain about your families. You get on ASGA, complain about your lazy kids. You get on ASGA, complain about USASF. You know, you get on ASGA and complain about varsity, and everything is just so awful in your life. And you just complain, complain, complain. You spew out nothing but negativity. And one I wonder why no positive things come your way. You know, there was this song back in the day. It was, um, who was it? Soldier Boy, right? Uh, Hop up out the bed, turn my swag on, right? The remix had Fabulous on there. And he said, dudes start their day off hating, man, take a shower first. He's like, man, y'all haven't even taken a shower yet. And you started hating. Like the first thing you did this morning was hate on people. And that's how I feel. Like y'all haven't done, try some positivity in your life, man. And things might go better for you. So again, some of y'all, the way you complain deserve, the families that drive you nuts, y'all deserve them. You really do. You know, it's tryout time, right? Every gym's motto is trust the process at this time of the year. Trust us to make the right decisions for your kids and for the teams and for the programs. And those same gyms who shout, trust the process, have zero trust in the industry, right? In the layers, right? And, it ha- you know, it's like athletes and families. And then it's like the coaches and then the gyms and then like the, the event. I don't say event, but like the industry as a whole, right? USASF, varsity makes, you know, score sheets and, you know, those types of things. They shout, trust us, trust us, trust us. Trust us but have zero trust for anyone else right and so it really does it just frustrates me that i don't think the same way as and i say this all the time you know we have parents are frustrated with us about team placements or about whatever it's usually team placements that this happens i always say like guys we're not trying to sabotage our own program like we're not trying to sabotage our own program we're not trying to put together teams that we don't think are going to work now later down the road we might find out oh you know what we did put this kid on the wrong team or this team wasn't, you know, strongly put together and you know hindsight's always 2020 20, but in the middle of the process We're not trying to sabotage our own gyms. And I don't think that event producers or governing bodies are trying to sabotage the industry. You know, I would say we've got to hear exactly what the thought process is because this score sheet is complete opposite, right? It's the polar opposite of the current score sheet that we're on right now. But they made it with something in mind that they said, you know, this wasn't working. And so let's try to alleviate those problems by doing, you know, X, Y, and Z. So, again, everyone's entitled to their opinion on the score sheet and their opinion on the industry. But and let, me, let me say this real quick before I hand it to you or we get to a break. But there is a good – I'm sure I have said this. I, I have 100% said this on the pod before. But there is a really good quote I read in a book, one of my favorite books. And he says, you should loudly campaign the things that are positive about your sport and silently go about changing the things that are wrong. I'm going to say it again. You should loudly champion and campaign the things that are great about your sport and silently go about changing the things that are wrong. And I say this at our parent meetings too. I say, hey, you know, parents, a lot of times I'll get emails that say, Jason, you're doing such a great job. But when we're not doing such a great job, it's not an email. It's a Facebook post to the world when we do something wrong. And then just one note to myself when we're doing things right when it should be, it would be a lot more effective if it were the opposite way. Right. And so honestly, you guys probably wouldn't know many of my thoughts on the industry, especially my negative thoughts on the industry. If I didn't have the podcast and I know that people want to hear my perspective on some of these things, that's the only reason why I like bring them up. But otherwise, but even those things, I'm pretty, I am pretty reserved about the negative things i have to say about the industry because our podcast listeners can't really do anything if i have a problem with the score sheet i let justin and stephanie know hey guys like i kind of think this and i'll send them that or hey i think this was wrong or i'll tell event producers hey this is what i thought was wrong with the event opposed to shouting it into the nothingness of of, you know hope maybe they'll hear my podcast and or maybe they'll see my facebook posts and i don't know anyway i'm sure there's questions about the score sheet anything you want to add on now before we get to a break
1: No, the only, I had a question myself, because I'm sure if parents are out. Oh, go
0: ahead. Yeah, yeah.
1: Parents are watching. They're hopefully thinking the same thing as me. So as far as like the USASF creating their own score sheet, have you seen it yet? Yes. Okay.
0: It's pretty, I have seen it. Yeah. So they, they sent out the actual new score
1: sheet. Okay. Now it's leading into that. Is it similar to the score sheet that we have right now for varsity?
0: No. Complete opposite. I mean, it's similar in some terms. I mean, some things are similar. Depends on what the word, depends on what you mean by similar. It is similar in the fact that, you know, they tell you, you know, jumps and tumbling and all these things, but how to max out the score, Uh that is complete opposite. Okay. Like how to, you know, get the highest score Uh possible for your team is complete opposite, right? And so I will go ahead.
1: Now, do you think I know you had said that you, you know, it's not like a requirement so far that every event is uses this score under varsity. But do you think that varsity will use this score sheet? Or do you think it just depends, you know, like maybe our Bakersfield competition that we have the GSSA, maybe they'll use it and spirit sports won't or vice versa?
0: Oh, no, I don't see a scenario where spirit sports and GSSA are both varsity events I don't see a scenario where event producers like that will individually choose if they're going to use the score sheet either okay. all varsity events will use it okay. or no varsity events will use it Okay, it is really hard for me to see varsity not using it because of varsity's and usasf's close relationship mm-hmm. it's hard for me to picture a scenario where usasf said they were going to do and I guess it's possible but it's hard for me to picture a scenario where usasf said hey we're going to do scoring now and and Varsity didn't quote unquote okay it, you know? Yeah. And the other thing, I've heard a couple of rumors. I heard one rumor. I want to say rumor. I heard it on a good source told me USASF might be taking over scoring. However, when they told me that, it didn't seem like it was going to be soon, right? It was like, this is a few years down the road, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And we are not a few years down the road. We're not a few years down the road. That's why I thought, oh, this is like kind of surprising. But I had heard rumors that that might be taking place. It just happened a lot sooner than I was led to believe. So I'm assuming that Varsity will be on board. But again, Mm -hmm. USASF hasn't told us that, and Varsity hasn't told us that. So...
1: Okay, and then last question about the USASF score sheet. Is it a positive for coaches or is it a negative for coaches? And I know like, you know, it could be some parts are positive, some parts are negative, but as a whole, is it better for coaches or negative for coaches?
0: It is... I always say this about the score sheet. People like score sheets that cater to their strengths. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see it. I get the feeling that I will like it more. I get the feeling that other coaches will like it less. I also get the feeling that no coach is ever going to be satisfied with a score sheet because mm-hmm. they can't figure out how to get their teams to win. Yeah. I do believe this. I think the same teams are going to continue to win that have been winning and the same teams that have been losing or continue to lose. I don't think anyone's fortunes are going to change. Cool as a whole like as a as a gym i don't think we're gonna see all of a sudden california all-stars can't win a competition now because they're on a new score sheet i don't think we're going to see all of a sudden stingrays can't win a competition now because they're on a new score sheet i think the programs that have traditionally won competitions are going to continue to win competitions and the teams and the programs that have struggled to win are going to continue to struggle so all right, so let's get to a break. Uh, when we get back, I'm going to talk about my thoughts on the current score sheet we're on now and then kind of my thoughts on this new score sheet that's going to be, um, look, looks like, taking place next season. Perfect. It's all right. I once wrote a blog called Your Daughter Won't Fly Forever. But with Fly Right, she might fly a little bit longer. There's more pressure on flyers than any other position out there. Help your athlete fly Right. Fly Right by Tumble Track is the personal stunt stand that helps cheerleaders fine tune their skills and perfect their body control. Made with heavy steel construction, it's easy to store away when not in use so your athlete can train anytime, anywhere. Give the gift of flying a little bit longer with Fly Right by Tumble Track. Link in the show notes. And we are back. So, I wanted to talk hop on and talk about my thoughts on the current score sheet, the score sheet that we are on as of this recording, the code of points score sheet. And so, my thoughts, I had and have my reservations about this current iteration of the score sheet. Um there's a lot of things I do like. I like that I know what my score is going to be for the most part. I don't have to guess what my score is going to be. I know that going into an event, if I do do X amount of things, I'm going to get this particular score. I really like that for the tumbling. I do like that for the tumbling because I do feel that tumbling is really comparable across team to team. My biggest hesitation with the code of points has always been the stunts because stunts aren't as comparable. We can say they're comparable, but they're not as comparable as tumbling. There aren't different variations to a backhand spring. And if there are different variations to a backhand spring, we call them something different and we all acknowledge that we score them differently right so we do a back handspring or you can do a back handspring step out right and we acknowledge that those things are two different things and two different ways of doing it. but there's no like cheater back handspring i guess the same way that you can cheat a lot of these things in stunting right we have all the different variations of full ups obviously full ups is like the easiest one to do we have so many different variations of full ups and cheater ways of doing the same thing that in this with the way the code of points was set up in its current iteration didn't separate out you could choose to do things stylistically different the other thing with stunts is that you could do different you know, you can increase your difficulty without increasing the actual stunt difficulty right there's a video review i just did i've been releasing those partner stunt reviews of the routines and the team that uh-huh. won was um who won western kentucky and they go into a stretch they pull a stretch at the top they do a full around stretch land in the stretch and then as soon as they as soon as they get to the front they dip and immediately double down it's really cool dip full around dip double down really cool comes out of nowhere and it just comes out of nowhere right but the reality is they did a stretch full around in the stretch and they did a double down. And so the way the code of points is set up is that judges can't acknowledge that those two stunts that shared a dip is harder than full around, hold the stretch and then double down. And so there is no place to acknowledge where stunts were truly harder if they shared the same common stunts. Right. And we all know that some things are just harder, even if you can't. It, it, there's just so many of those different variations. It'd be too much. Well, at least for this current season, it was too much to put all in one one thing. So that was my biggest hesitation and reservation about this current score sheet. Every time I talked to Shay about it, he would say, hey, you know, it's just in its first year, you know, let's see what they do next year. And I was okay with that. I was okay to see, okay, what are they going to do? So I really was looking forward to what changes they were going to make to the code of points for next season, or I guess what they could still possibly make to code of points next season. I was interested to see what changes they were going to make because I felt that this current score sheet doesn't incentivize difficulty anymore anymore. Like there was no incentive to increase your difficulty. And the other thing, even though I knew this, it happened twofold. That I, that I realized this is that we haven't been able to beat teams in difficulty. And I knew we weren't going to be able to beat teams in difficulty, but I realized this season how much our difficulty helped us as a program. Now, typically when you think of an American cheer team, we're known for just being a clean program. Oh, they have like really clean routines, but we also really tried to push difficulty. That was like. One of the things that I really prided myself on because I went to Stephen F. Austin State University and that's all we did was difficulty, difficulty, difficulty. Like I grew up with difficulty, and so I always tried to push the difficulty, but at the same time try to be as clean as possible. Now people always acknowledge our cleanliness, but we really did push difficulty. And so even if a team happened to be cleaner than us, teams weren't usually better at us at both of those, being clean and being difficult. And we were able to manage a balance of both of them. And so one thing that I realized that it heard us is that we couldn't beat teams in difficulty anymore. We could only beat them in execution. The other way where I said it's kind of twofold is that because teams would try to keep up, try to push the difficulty as well, they would lose out on execution. So we didn't have teams... I know you know who the um, New England Patriots are, but like one of their things is we're going to let teams beat themselves. We're, we're not going to beat ourselves. We're going to let teams beat themselves, right? So Belichick's, you know, motto was we're going to let teams take themselves out. Like we're going to play a clean game, a clean conservative game and let teams make mistakes to take them out of the game. And that was like one of our things too, is like we would do the clean routine and let other teams take them out of the competition. So we weren't even necessarily beating teams. We 100% beat teams all the time that. Had more talent than us, but they just couldn't let go of those difficulty points. Right. And so they push the difficulty bit off more than they can chew and then wouldn't be able to execute. And so I realized that we lost kind of that this season. And we just didn't have, again, an incentive to push difficulty because we knew exactly where our score was going to be, you know, for and I'll use senior black for example, because it's like the and junior blue. Junior blue this year did at first we had four different uh, stuff. We were going to do an inversion to the top. We were going to do an express up from the ground, half up to the top and then a half-twisting TikTok to, to heel stretch, right? Those were the, the four things. And the inversions just, like, weren't getting it. We weren't getting it, weren't getting it. And it during the summer. And then it hits me. We can do... Oh, it says we can do a release from the ground and a release from the sponge. And so Junior Blue does an Express Up from the sponge, and then two stunts later, we do an Express Up from the ground. It's the same stunt, except one time she taps her foot on the ground, the other time she does it from a sponge, right? And we did that with Senior Black, and we did it with Youth Black. And... Like, I'm like, dude, we're at a time where I have three teams that do express up to heel stretch twice in the routine when no other season would. there's no you know barely I would you know sometimes I have them do it once as like uh we'll just throw it in there just because it's easy to execute but now we have all of our teams doing the same stunt twice getting full difficulty points right and so we just weren't incentivized to do difficulty and so I don't think that that was good for the industry just my personal opinion I, I don't think that that was good for the industry but yeah what was one of those questions from the uh a
1: question will be, what is the benefit of changing the score sheet? And that's by Holly Ann Brown.
0: Yeah, so I think the benefit of changing from the iteration of CODA points we're on now to what it looks like USASF would like to move to is that teams would be rewarded for difficulty again when they weren't really rewarded for this season, right? And I would go and work with gyms and I'm like, why are you guys even put, I'm watching these teams struggle with these things and go, why is that even in? Like, you have no reason to put that in if you're trying to win competition. Competition, You're doing that because it's Mm -hmm. cool or whatever. And if they can't, and if it's, if it's cool and they can execute it and it's consistent, then more power to you. But if they can't consistently execute it, then take it out. So I think, you know, the change would be teams are now incentivized to do, to have difficulty back in their routine and things will get rewarded. I believe things will be rewarded more properly. Letting the judges go, Hey, we don't have a code of points for partner stunts. Like, you know, when they do partner stunt competition, we don't have a code of points for that, but we all go, we all look at the routines and go, man, that was a great routine. Like mm-hmm. we know what a great routine is, right? Especially when it comes to stunts. We see you can and you can hear the crowd reaction, and we all know, oh, that was really cool. So sometimes the judges get it wrong. Yeah. But I I don't think they get it wrong as far as it's the whole industry, like every score is wrong every time we go to a competition. So what was the other? I think there's another question you said.
1: Yeah. When will the score sheet be available to use for 23 24 season? And that's by Monique.
0: And it seems Seems like it's for this upcoming season they said they're going to clarify more or explain more at the usasf conference coming up in nashville i'm not sure if that's in june or july i, I feel like it's july i get the my gut feeling is telling me it's july but they said they'll clarify more but it looks like it's going into play this next season so to kick off the season part of people cool. all right uh when we get back we'll go ahead and take a break right now unless you have any follow-up questions for me B. no i'm good so we'll take a break right now and then we'll get back with my predictions and thoughts on the and i'll explain kind of my initial Initial thoughts on this new score sheet when we get back from the break. Owners, directors, coaches, we are in comp season now. So if you're looking for a second set of eyes as you're gearing up for your big events, I'd love to help out. You send me a video of your routine and I send you a video back of your routine with what I would fix and how I would fix it teams I've done this for have gone on to be world champions, NCAA All-Star champions, NCAA Collegiate champions, Summit champions, and D2 Summit champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at Jason Larkins, or you can reach me on Instagram at Jason Larkins, or on the Let's Talk Cheer podcast Instagram, Let's Talk Cheer podcast. And we are back, so be I know you have a question. Yeah. I know Shay had a question. So we'll answer answer Shay's question first, or I'll kind of respond to Shay's. I don't know if she was a question and I'll respond to that and then get into my predictions and thoughts on the new, new score sheet. And then we'll just take questions as they come in. So, all right, B, hit us up.
1: Yes. So Shay says, so you do like a code of points, just not the implementation of the system.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't have an athlete background in gymnastics at all. But I definitely don't have like a coach's... Background as far as gymnastics is at all. So I understand, like, I have a vague understanding of how code of points works, right? Like, and my understanding is that you do skills, every skill has a point assignment to it. And as long as you do said skill, you'll get said points, right? And then they are basically just judging difficulty the whole time, right? And so really outside of that, right? He mentioned in the comment, like a true code of points will have like a bonus attached to it if you do X, Y, and Z. So like my understanding of the way a true code of points works in like gymnastics, like in the Olympics, I have very little understanding of how a true code of points works. So my only reference is I'm sure that a true code of points, the way it's done, I'm guessing gymnastics does it the best. I'm not even actually sure. Gymnastics does it the best, but I'm sure that their system is very detailed and a lot more robust than the, the system that we use this current season. But all of my thoughts are really on the system that we used this current system and not saying that one is in the future won't be better than this one, but I only can only judge off of the system we use because that's the one that we use in my knowledge of how gymnastics does it is ignorant, right? It's very few. I don't really have a good one. So anything else you need to answer right now before I get into my predictions of the new score sheet?
1: No, I think we're good.
0: There we go. All right. So it looks like they're bringing back comparative scoring. So, for those of you guys who haven't seen it, it looks like they're bringing back comparative scoring. When I open it up, typically what the score sheet says, like the varsity one over these last few years, it will say three to four or 3.5 to 4.0. Like it'll be, it'll have ranges on there, 3.5 to 4.0. And it'll let you know what skills you need to do. Not this code of points, but we'll talk about all the score sheets before that. It would say two elite level appropriate skills plus two additional level appropriate skills will we'll get you a 3.5 to 4.0 and then it says like you know three level appropriate skills or something like that will get you a, a 3.0 to a 3.5 and it lists these ranges of where the points will start where the lowest score as long as you do an x amount of skills what your lowest score will be and what your highest score could be for that range right and it does that for all of the um, categories except for those cap categories jumps you already know what you're going to get as long as you do x y and z or it's not a range it just would just tell you flat out like if you do these jumps you'll get these points right so that was kind of on a code of points already on this one that they sent it didn't really it just said high range it said high range it said medium range it said low range and so i'm not even sure it didn't even give you a list of ranges and then the the skill requirement was super basic now i didn't go through all the levels i think i went to level two and level four i have no idea why i picked those two levels but i looked at level two and looked at level four and then just kind of moved on but anyway the skill requirement was super basic it was like do two it was like do a prep like i I did look at level one. I eventually looked at level one because I was looking at it with our other coaches. But it was like, do a two-legged prep like a quarter up. I'm not even sure it was a quarter up. It was something very basic, like super easy to get into range. Do that and you're in range by a majority of your team or my most most of your team or something like that. But as I scan through the document, it seemed that they're making it very easy to get into range. I'm guessing if it's anything like the, the world score sheet, the uh, score, the ranges are going to be very wide. So on the world score sheet, the ranges are super wide and they can place you. It's like, between 12 and 20 i think for like the high range and so you can be in high range and get a 12 out of 20 or you can be in high ranging an 18 out of 20 or a 19 5 out of 20 and so it seems like they have really open ranges so they can really compare the teams to team to team now my prediction is that it seems like we're going back to a comparative score sheet now i've been meaning to bring this up these last several episodes but i haven't had a good time to bring it up and i'm glad that we have jams has always been big on using a comparative score sheet that's like their big thing. Now, they used the United scoring system last, this past season, or the season that we're in right now. And they said it was going to be, they used it, but then for the technique, they used a comparative score. And so, what I really liked about this is, I remember we go, and we had to challenge something, and we scored a 3.7 in one of our technique, like stunt technique, they gave us 3.7. We tied stunt technique with another team, and then another team in our division had a 3.9. And they said, hey, we went ahead and looked at your execution score and stunts and we moved you to a 3.8 so it's comparative and they said something like it's a comparative score sheet and so they said you were definitely better than that team that got a 3.7 and we didn't think you were as good as a team that got a 3.9 so we gave you a 3.8 awesome that's perfect right there right like for me because I've said this for as long as I can remember but the job of the score sheet this is my opinion again you can disagree with me but I think the job of the score sheet or the job of the judges both whatever the job of the score sheet is to get the placements correct. The job of the judges is to get the placements correct, not necessarily the score. And in that case, they said, hey, these guys got a 3.7. You guys were definitely better than them. These guys over here got a 3.9. We didn't think you guys were as good as them. So we gave you a 3.8, right? And they put us where they thought that we should be. And I think that that's what we need to focus on as coaches is did they get the placements correct? And then as they're doing that, they'll give you feedback and say, hey, we would have liked to seen your toes pointed a little bit more. We would have liked to seen the timing be a little bit more on. We'd like to see you be a little bit sharper in this particular section. And then I can take that feedback and then go back and readjust my routine or practice on pointing our toes a little bit harder. And then hopefully next competition, our toes are pointed a little bit more. And then they place us where they, and it doesn't mean that our score, even though we pointed our toes, that doesn't necessarily mean that our score should go up. Maybe we get a 3.7 again, but we had the highest technique score of the whole Division, and we end up first place as far as that technique score is concerned, right? And take what their feedback is hey, you guys did have the best technique, but we thought your heel stretches were not in the right body positions, or you know, in the right your body lines weren't exactly looking all the same or technically sound. And just continue to take that feedback and adjusting our scores. So, I think we'll still see angry coaches because we'll definitely have inconsistent scores from competition to competition. That is 100%. If the ranges are really wide and it's comparative, we'll definitely see inconsistent scores. Coaches will be mad about that. And, and I still think the teams that are supposed to win are going to win. One thing they did get right though, for those of you guys who've been listening to the pod for a long time, one thing they got right. Remember back in November, I gave a PSA and was like, hey coaches, just in case you needed to know this, they changed majority for a team of 30 to five from four. I'm not sure if you remember. I remember this like it was yesterday. Majority baskets on a team of 30 has been four baskets forever. If you have 30 kids on your team. You need to do four baskets, and that is considered majority, which it is. Four times four is 16, which is a majority of 30. Half plus one. Guys, some of y'all on ASGA complain about how they explain half plus one. They, how else would you explain it? You don't even know what I'm talking about, B. But those who are on ASGA and are listening to this podcast know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. How else do you It's half. – it's been half plus one forever. How else would you have explained it? Someone let me know how else you would have explained that. Just waking <laughs> up hating on people, right? Anyway, four times four is – 16, which is half plus one, which is what we know as majority.
1: That makes total sense, though. Like, even as a parent that doesn't look at the score sheet like you do, you just explained it right there. Majority is half plus one. That makes total sense. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, half plus one. Anyway, so majority's been four baskets forever, and then Nish. So when we did choreography, we're doing choreography, and we have a team of thirty again, and we go, okay, we need four baskets, and then we get to our first competition, and they're like, we didn't get all of our basket points. I'm like, why aren't we all our basket points? Like, you needed majority, <laughs> you needed five baskets, and like majority's four baskets, and I go and. I'm, I'm heated. It says we need five baskets. Like, you don't need five baskets, four baskets. And I go and look at the score sheet, and it's like, baskets, you need five. I'm hitting everyone up at varsity. I'm like, yo, when did this change? Like, that changed at the beginning of the season. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Four is majority, right? And so I'm pissed off about this. And uh, so I get on here, make a PSA. Oh, hey, guys. Just in case you want to know, just in case you just assumed it was four baskets. (laughs) Like, it's always been the last several years. Apparently, it's five baskets with no rhyme or reason why. Anyway, this score sheet has correctly put it back to four baskets which it should have been the entire season so anyway so they killed it so i I think this score sheet's perfect (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah
1: (laughs) check back in two months anyway
0: yeah i don't know we'll see i really liked the score sheet not the current season we're on but the year before i really liked that score sheet that was probably my favorite score sheet that we've had in the industry Mm -hmm. i'm not sure how much i will like that we'll we'll find out i guess but it will allow for teams to create separation if it is what I think it is. It will allow teams to create separation, which has always been like my biggest complaint about that pass score sheet is that it hadn't allowed teams to create separation. So I think this will will allow teams to create separation. I think that the coaches will complain because um, they don't have consistent scores, and I don't know if we'll ever make coaches happy. So there you go. Hmm. All right. So let's uh, get to a break. If we have anything else in the in the comments, we'll um, we'll be sure to answer those. Hey, Let's Talk Cheer podcast listeners. I need to tell you about the number one all-star cheer conference this summer. I'm gonna be speaking at it as a guest speaker so you already know it's going to be fire. The Next Gen Summer Conference will be in Dallas June 23rd, through the 25th, this conference is perfect for everyone in your gym. There will be skills classes for the coaches, leadership and management classes for the directors, and business classes for the owners. Guest instructors will include myself, Jason Larkins, Romel Osuna of World Cup, Adam Forte of Forte Spirit Solutions and the whole crew from Next Gen. Make sure to head on over to ngconferences.com to register today. We are back. I know. You like how I just turn it on like, like a that? light
1: switch? Here <laughs> we go.
0: One comment I kept seeing on ASGA, which is a valid comment. I'm just going to try to give my personal advice on how to deal with it, was. They kept, uh, varsity or USAF said, Hey, we'll have more news about the score sheet at the coaches' conference at the national meeting coming up in July. And coaches were like, owners were like, Hey, we have tryouts coming up. Like, we need to know what the score sheet is like so we can place our teams. Yes. Which is a valid concern, 100%, because you, the score sheet, you need to know how to place teams so you can score well. But I think coaches should take a deep breath. I don't think it will have too much of an impact on how you place your team. The same way I said, the same teams are going to continue to win. I think the same kids who are going to make the team are going to make the team. It's not like the score sheet impacts an athlete's ability to tumble or stunt. So I don't know what score sheet change they could make that would truly Maybe there's some fringe kids and you go, ah, I guess there are a couple of fringe kids who, if the score sheet's more lenient, you might put them up a level. Um, if it's more strict, you might go, ah, you know, I guess we'll just keep them down a level this year. But for the most part, you know, the same kids who are going to make the team this year are going to make the team this year. I think you a hundred percent need to know it before choreography. That's an absolute. I don't think it's that big of a deal before tryouts. I think you should just go and place the team the way you know how to place a team, also I guess if you're really concerned about it put a caveat hey guys the score sheet's in flux right now we don't really know so your kid could be moving teams by time we figure out what we're gonna do but as coaches and owners you always reserve the right to make you know you reserve the right to change your team whenever you have to I feel like coaches just wanted to vent and be angry just for the sake of being angry because I don't really think it's that big of a deal before tryouts because a kid was standing three back handsprings a tuck and you know a punch from. that kid's making the level three team, no matter what score sheet we're on. And so, by and large, right? Now, you just got to go ahead and put together your best team. Now, in college cheerleading, they don't tell you what the score sheet is until way after you put put together your team at tryouts, and then they tell you what the score sheet is at camp. Like, you don't find out what the score sheet is until you get to camp, which is obviously after you've had tryouts. And so, I'm guessing it's the same way in high school cheer, where they have tryouts and all those things. And someone's going to come up with a point that negates everything I just said. But I I I don't think it's that hard i think in general we know what a level three kid is we know a level two kid is we know level one you know we know all these what these kids are put together your best team obviously you need to know before choreography because you need to know actually how to utilize these kids and how many numbers you need and all those things but i think for tryouts you at least have a t- some time to take a deep breath and then go from there so anyway anything we got from the audience
1: no we don't have any questions so if anyone watching has any questions send them in otherwise we're gonna wrap this up
0: All right, guys. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll stay on for like a minute or two. But then after this, B and I coming up, I'm not sure if it's going to be the next episode that releases or the episode after that, but we are going to do an all try. There's like an all score episode, but we will do an all tryout episode and take your questions about tryouts. So if you're listening right now on the, you know, on the regular Apple podcast, Spotify, go ahead and go into the link, link in the show notes, click on question of the week and send in all of your tryout questions and we'll do a whole tryout episode. And you can also um, DM
1: me too. So if you have any questions, you can DM me. Perfect, oh, yeah. like time to ask anything about your athletes, teams, tryouts, the way teams are put together. You know those type of things perfect timing perfect time all right so ak hernandez thoughts on performing first in a competition is it a good slash bad thing do
0: you know who ak hernandez is Bia? yeah
1: it's uh, Olivia hernandez's mom <laughs> <laughs> i just don't know her name so
0: she said hey summit came out in <laughs> the
1: summit performance list
0: has come out and we're first is that a good or a bad uh- <laughs> thing <laughs> just hey i just got a random question for you <laughs> Hypothetically. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Our team's performing first. (laughs) I think in general, it is believed. Mm -hmm. I think it's common um, thought process that it's believed that you want to go last. I buy into it a little bit. I like that when you go last, the judges have seen everyone, then they can see you, then they can make a decision on your on your routine based on everyone else that they've seen. I like going first. I like that we set the standard for what a routine is like, and yeah. then we go and go, hey, this is what a great routine looks like. Now mm-hmm. judge everyone else based on what we've done, right? Yeah. And then going in the middle, obviously you kind of get a mix of both of those things. They've already seen what a typical team looks like. They can kind of score you accordingly, but then you don't know you know, after that who's gonna do what? I remember what they do at UCA College Nationals. I'm not sure if they still do it, but they used to do it. UCA College Nationals is that the coaches meet in the back and then they have to draw. They for finals, right? They I'm not sure how they actually draw, but they like like literally like paper in a cup right and Mm -hmm. then a coach reaches in and grabs a piece of paper out and then they go oh we drew fifth right and i remember uh uk one year this back when i was still cheering uk drew first and it was like dude i can't believe uk drew first right and which as an industry we all go oh being first is like not good right and uk drew first and they went and i'm sure there's plenty of teams that have gone first and won but i just remember like as a kid right in college Like, UK is going first. Like, oh, this is so not good. And UK went out there, they hit the routine, and they were the national champions, right? And so I think that – I think at the end of the day – Teams need to do their jobs, you know, and hit the routine and not let, you know, where they are in the performance order be an excuse for why they weren't able to be, weren't able to accomplish their goals. Because you know what? You never hear anyone say, oh, the only reason we won is because we performed last. Like when people perform last and they win, they don't say, oh, it's because the only reason we won is because we went last. They go, no, we won because we were the best team. Yeah. But when teams go first and they lose, now it's the performance order's fault. It's never the performance order's fault why you win. It's just the performance order's fault why you lost, right? And so, yeah, teams still got to go out there, hit their routine, do their job, make it happen. So, you know, set the standard, make it happen from there.
1: That's exactly what she followed up with saying. If it helps, my kid says, when we go first, we set the bar, which I think is like totally true. Yeah. One more question um, from Lily Luna Lou. Any tips to help calm nerves for girls going to youth summit this week? As a mom, I will say my kids, (laughs) they don't ever tell me (laughs) that they get nervous. (laughs) My kids don't ever tell me they get nervous, but I personally would like, Cheer is supposed to be fun, right? Like you joined a sport because you wanted it to be fun. It doesn't matter what sport you joined. Yes, you do have a job to do. But if you're not having fun, I truly don't feel like these athletes are going to perform well. Like I always tell my girls, go out there and do your best. That's all you can do. If you did your best, that's it. And You know, your best might be that you did amazing and your team hit, but the next day your best might be, Oh, you tripped walking backwards in a stunt and your pod fell. I mean, that true story (laughs) that did happen at a competition with one of my kids. (laughs) But if you just go out there and do your best and have fun, you know, I think it's like great to do like a high like a morning ritual of like hype. I always make sure that my daughters have their favorite Starbucks in the morning and something that they love to eat. Like that makes them have a good day. The morning of competitions, I don't get on to them if they want to sleep five more minutes. And I'm trying not to rush them because if I get on to them the morning of a competition, then I feel like that throws their mood off. So I guess you would say I kind of like cater to them on morning of competitions. But here's my opinion. If it's going to make them do better and be more into it, it's worth it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you just want the kids to be relaxed. And it's just from my coaching perspective. But like you know, we went and this is just a good story, so I'll tell it. True story. When I was a kid, my sister would practice her back handsprings down the hill on the side of our yard. Back then, buying mats from Tumble Track was not an option. But now you can step your tumbling game up with a folding incline mat by Tumble Track. Start perfecting those rolls kickovers, handsprings, and tucks with these cheese wedges that come in three different sizes and three bold colors. Get ready to flip, twist, and tumble like never before with the safety of an incline mat by TumbleTrack. Link in the description i'm all about the kids being like locked in and focused lock in be focused we don't watch any other team in the warm-up room we don't watch te- other teams compete we're just locked in i want to think about our routine and we go to we we're at one up and senior elite like tier extreme senior elite was like two teams uh-huh. ahead, two or three teams ahead of us right and we could see the stage it's not like it was one of those It was, the way it was set up we were able to see the stage if we wanted to like from where we were standing and yeah. they're going and ashley just told me yeah they did not have a good warm-up <laughs> she said they did not have a good warm-up and she said they're nervous they're whatever blah blah and i'm like okay and so we're standing there and ashley had to go run and be with another team so we were doing the tag team thing like she'd warmed them up i got to them then she was gonna leave and she just told me yeah, they didn't look good and so i'm talking to them i'm bringing them in i'm having them face me because senior elites on and then i was just like they didn't have a good warm-up they're nervous and i was just like i'm trying to pr- talk to them as they're performing and i could just tell they really wanted to watch senior elite and i was just like let's go have let's have some fun guys go ahead turn around watch senior elite and they watched them and they're static right and they're they're and they're just so happy and they're watching them they're marking the routine and everything doing it with them senior elite hits and i'm like all right good and it just it calmed them right they just got yeah. to watch cheerleading and i remember telling them and then we really let them watch them the next day like mm-hmm. they were like on this they were like in priority seating right <laughs> like watching them yeah uh, the next day <laughs> And I remember telling them like, we signed up for cheerleading. So you guys all signed up to do cheer to have fun. And we don't get the opportunity to watch teams like this all the time, like to watch senior elite, like out on the West coast. We didn't never get to see that. So I'm glad that you guys were able to see them and watch them and remember like to have fun on this weekend. And like, so let's go out there and let's have fun. Like as much fun as you guys had, like watching them, like, remember, like, that's why we do this. Like we do this so we can go and do things like that right and to be on stage and to perform and just like let's have fun this weekend guys and you know and they went and hit both days right and I really attribute it to us kind of like letting go and just saying like let's have some fun and like you were saying like kind of cater to them but we don't want to put unnecessary stress on them they're already stressed out enough right and it's easy for Mm -hmm. us as coaches and as parents to be like yo just go and do it again I said this last episode that we recorded coaches remember what it's like to be an athlete you know like like I'm out there again, working on my swing and I feel myself tense up and I just want to be relaxed and I can feel myself tense up during certain situations. And I'm like, Oh, I can feel the tenseness. Right. And I'm not playing for anything. I'm just playing for fun. Right. Like yeah. there's no one judging me. I'm just out there with buddies and you can under, I can a hundred percent understand how kids, and this is their life tense up when they get out there. Right. So we got to remember to mm-hmm. let them relax and have fun. So you're saying about morning ritual. I think you hit the, hit the nail on the head. I could keep going but we've been talking for a while but keep them relaxed uh, make sure they uh you know just see themselves make sure they have good like self-talk like that they talk to themselves like the way they talk to themselves is in a positive manner about the event coming up and and yeah those things help a lot but maybe that's a question that we dive into a little bit later i can go on and on and on about that particular topic but we've been on here for a while so all right b bring it out let's do this five six seven eight we're out Hey, let's talk to podcast listeners. Although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes, after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you want to hear the stories of the best athletes in the industry doing it at the highest level and their perspective on how to change the narrative of the sport, then the Spill the Cheer podcast with Tony G is for you. Check one of them out, check them all out, and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk to Your podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.